Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome back to the Care Cafe podcast. I am so excited to have you on for our 12th episode, and we're going to be talking about social media and the big wide world there is on the internet today. Today, I have a very special host, Sneha, from the Everyday Today podcast. I've been listening to some of her episodes, and yes, she's right here. She is an amazing source of information and definitely someone that I am eager to talk to about this topic. So, Sneha, do do you want to give a little intro about yourself? Yeah. Hi. Thank you so much for those kind words. Um, I'm Sneha, and I am currently 15, and I'm the host of the podcast Every Day Today. So this podcast is a place where I talk about, you know, ways to have positivity in our lives. I share some of my experiences, and I try to be vocal about issues that matter to me. Uh, I kind of like, like to think about some observations I have about the way I might have acted or I might have seen someone else act. And I like to think about everyday things or like little things that happen in our everyday life and how they form the big picture. So maybe about how they can form our mindset or how they can form our actions. And so that is where the name Everyday Today also comes from. So thank you so much, Kristen, for having me. Yes, thank you so much for that. Um, I really love what you talked about with the Everyday Today podcast because I think that social media really ties into what your podcast is about and what you specialize in because we do use it every day. Yeah, for sure. Yes. And so um, before we start this podcast episode, I wanted to tell you and also all of my listeners that with social media, there is a lot of sides to it that can be a bit you know vulnerable to share and I wanted to remind everyone that this is a safe space where we come to talk about the real things that are in the world today that may affect our well-being our wellness and our mental health and how you know we're able to improve upon that So um, everything and anything here is going to be respected and it does not leave the safe space and community that we have. So um, I'm really excited to establish that and we can move on and jump right into the episode. So Sneha, I have the first question for you, which is, what are your experiences with social media and on a daily basis, do you use it often or what do you use social media primarily for? Yeah, so I've had a very mixed experience with social media, one that has changed over time. The way I perceive social media has also changed and then I guess the way I look at it also determines how I work with it or how I use it. So. Mm-hmm. Both of these have, you know, have evolved over time and I've had a relationship that kind of, you know, changes. So towards the beginning when I got social media, which was back in seventh grade, it was this very exciting thing because, you know, back then not everyone had it, but some people did. And I was one of those some people who did. I used to like post pictures of trees on my Instagram account. Wow. And... (laughs) 
<laughs> so that's kind of how it started. And the peak of my social media usage was in the eighth grade and then like the beginning of high school because, you know, that's kind of when you're, I guess, the most social or when you're just discovering how social life can be. Mm-hmm. And at that point is probably also when I had the most unhealthy relationship with social media, which I guess we can talk about in depth later. Or should I go into that now? Um, I think that we could talk about that in depth a bit later. I was curious. Um, so you were talking about how like you first got social media. What were some of the f- like first platforms that you got? And was that for like personal use or did you also use it for other things as well? Yeah, so the first, uh, the I started with Instagram, and that is also the only social media I am on till date. Though, you know, I did get Snapchat in between, and then I got rid of it. But I started with Instagram, and I got it just for personal use. Some of my friends told me that Instagram was this really fun place to be, and it was really cool. So I got very excited. <laughs> The first day of winter break, I think, I went up to my mom and I asked her if I could get it. And she said, yes. And then I got it. (laughs) Nice. And, yeah, we could talk about some of your, like, um, you know, deeper personal experience of social media in this next question. So what were some of your expectations of how social media would be like and what was the actual reality and what was the hard dark reality that you know we may have faced and um this can include like comparisonitis or any of these other negative things that are associated with social media if you have any experience with that yeah uh so when i first got it like i said before I didn't really have much expectations apart from the fact that it was like a fun place to be. And that's kind of how I, you know, looked at it. That's kind of how I used it. I used it just to have fun until I found out that, oh, you were supposed to use social media in a certain way that was cool. So you were, you know, like there's this, Mm -hmm. there were these unwritten rules of what was a cool way to use social media which is what I got introduced to in, I think, like the eighth grade. And then I became like very conscious of the way I used it. So it was no longer somewhere fun to be, but it was somewhere that determined like, say, the social hierarchy or like, you know, socially how I was viewed. And that became a more important aspect of social media as compared to enjoying it. Oh, no. Uh, So at that point, I kind of, you know, I think the most unhealthy part of social media that I experienced was the want to post to appear cool because everyone was posting, everyone had these great pictures. And so I feel like posting should be a byproduct of good pictures you have or a good experience you have. And, you know, you are like, oh, wow, I got these great pictures. Let me post them. Instead of pictures being a byproduct of your want to post. So I I don't want to like go out there and be like, I want pictures just for the sake of posting, just because everyone's been posting really great pictures lately. 
So I also want to, you know, go out of my way to do maybe like hang out with my friends or like go to the mall just because I want to get like good pictures and then post it on my social media and then show off that, oh, I was at the mall with my friends. Look at that. And so that is a kind of place I reached where I wanted to do things for social media. And so I guess there are two negative parts of this. One would be this one that I just talked about. And the other one would be like uh, the amount of time I spent on it. Uh Right? Because like if you're spending more time than say I'm okay with, Or it's really just affecting my life. And, you know, it's just really taking away from my potential to do other things. And it's taking over a huge part of my life. So that is the kind of place I was in in eighth grade. It wasn't very extreme, but it for sure did affect me more than I'd like it to. It was a a more integral part of me than I wanted it to be. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I think that most of us can relate to the unwritten rules that you talked about with social media. There are like certain things that like, you know, I know with my friends, it's like they text in the group chat before they post it. It's like, is this post worthy? I don't know Mm -hmm. if you've done that. Yeah. Is this post worthy? Um, And it's like, does something have to be post worthy in order for you to post it? And in today's world, I think that maybe yes in our generation because that's the norms that we set. But I don't know if it has to be that way. Mm, And then what could just be, do I like this picture? Can I post it? Can I like not care about the number of comments? Exactly. And I think that that's why people have so many like um, private or like backup or alternate accounts where they keep with their like close friends because they like post whatever they want but on like their main accounts it's only for like you know those unwritten rules yeah yeah and then what you also talked about with the time we spend on social media when I look at my phone settings and then the time I spend on Instagram it does scare me um and I think that I don't know have you ever had like an experience where like you were like I spent way too much time on social media today yeah (laughs) every time like not every time but whenever that happens I'm like oh no I could have done so many other things and here I am yes definitely Mm -hmm. but like I guess at this point I've come to terms with it While I do, ideally, I would never spend more time than I want on social media. Um, It does happen, like, every few weeks that I go much beyond my, like, you know, the time I've set for myself. So that does happen. And I just, instead of, like, dwelling in it, I kind of think of it happened, even though it shouldn't have happened. I'll take care. Okay, let's try that again. So... It happened, though it shouldn't have happened. I'll take care of it the next time. But let me not scold myself right now and let me not punish myself. I just think of like, oh, you know, it was just one day and I just gave myself a break for one day to get carried away. Yeah, exactly. I think that 
the guilt that we feel afterwards is definitely worse than you know yeah it feels so bad um and definitely during like quarantine that was like my everyday like I would spend time on social media then I'll feel super guilty and so that ties into our next question did you ever have like a quarantine phase where you know we were like online everything was virtual so like you spent a lot of time on social media and if you did um you know what were your experiences with with that and I'll let you take the floor with anything you want to share okay so yeah I think everyone you know like you just said and I think everyone relates to the fact that during quarantine we were you know we did not have any sort of social interaction that was taken away from us so social media became our way to interact with other people and you know because that was the only place where we saw other people where we saw what other people were up to and we spent a lot of time on there because because of that and because we didn't really have anything else to do and so i also think that my screen time usage went much higher during quarantine and i was you know scrolling mindlessly because I feel like isolation makes us unproductive. So because we were at home, we be- I, in- I became unproductive. And so I found it easier to just spend my time on Instagram instead of looking for what other things I could do. Mm-hmm. However, I also look at it in a different way. So I guess you could say two phases of quarantine social media. The second phase would be that I eventually stopped caring about my uh, feed. After, you know, not being active on social media, not having anything nice to say post or anything for a while, I eventually became indifferent to, you know, those shackles of social media that I talked about previously. And uh, because I wasn't, going to school because I wasn't always under you know the constant pressure and the eyes of how people will perceive me every single second even though no one cares about you know like no one's actually really staring at you all the time but you feel like they are right so after you know when that stopped happening I in a way became more confident of who I was and I got to explore more of what I like to do when no one's looking at me, when I don't have to act a certain way. And so because of that, uh, because of that, first of all, that is how I started this podcast, you know, because I was just so free. And also because of that, I became, I, I started caring less, honestly, just about social media and the way that it looked in the way and the things I posted on it. And so in that way, uh, you know, lockdown, quarantine, COVID was, you know, something that helped me with my social media. That makes sense. And thank you so much for sharing that. I think that we can all relate to, you know, those experiences and your experiences especially are so empowering. And I think that we can all take away that, yes, there are times because we are all virtual and on screen that, 
you know, we may spend time with it, but also there are good things to take away from, you know, the things that we've learned from our experiences. Mm-hmm. And um, I love that you brought up the positives. And I was wondering if you could dive deeper into how were you able to set healthy boundaries with social media? And what is some advice that you could give me or any of our other peers on ways that we are able to do that? Yeah, uh, so the first thing that I think of when it comes to setting healthy boundaries is determining for yourself, what am I okay with? What am I okay with when it comes to my social media usage? So that will be different for me. That will be different for you. That will be different for someone who uses their social media as a way of livelihood for, say, a content creator. And for everyone listening, that is different. So first thing for me is to determine, okay, I'm okay with X minutes of social media per day. I want to be this active on social media. Or, you know, where do I set my limit on oversharing? Or, you know, however that works for you. Once you have that in your mind, that this is what I want, then you can start working on actually making that want to be true. So one thing is setting time limits. Like the, I think Instagram also has a feature of putting like screen time limit and, you know, each phone or whatever electronic device you use generally has those time limit features. So I do ignore my time limit sometimes, but I feel like we need that push to be like, wait, I have to also stop using this. So the first thing would be uh, in order to limit our actual, like the amount of minutes spent on it would be to put a timer as to depending on however much you're okay with. The second thing is that we're just so dependent on it without even realizing. We're just unconsciously super dependent on social media. So it's important to reduce that dependence. And there's a lot of ways you can go about it, depending on whatever works for you. One would be uh, not taking your phone everywhere, which can be very difficult. Maybe if you're going out on a walk, you know, just right outside your house in your neighborhood, it can be easier to just say, leave your phone at home. Or if you do take your phone, then don't you know, start scrolling through Instagram. Try to be present in that moment, wherever you are. Or maybe, you know, like not being dependent on Instagram means that you leave certain texts on your phone and you don't really read them. So you're not looking to always be active on there. And so, you know, this can be different things for different people. Uh, whatever different ways you can find to stay away. Another more difficult aspect would be to take breaks. Like, I'm going to challenge myself to not use Instagram for one whole day. Maybe that's a huge challenge for someone. Maybe someone can go for a week without it. The purpose of this is not just that week itself or that day itself, but in your overall you know, usage and your overall life, you are becoming less dependent on that. You're, you're able to do other things without it. And so with 
I guess both these being the main points, I have developed sort of, and also like your outlook towards it matters. So I kind of have an autopilot relationship with it, with it at this point. So I'm not overly ever excited to like open my social media and be like, oh my God, what's there on my feed today? But I'm also looking at it every day. It's not like I'm not. So I spend about like 20 to 30 minutes every day just say scrolling, texting my friends, sometimes posting something on my stories. Sometimes it's working on my podcast account. But, you know, it's this autopilot sort of phase where I'm not dependent on it, but I also use it as an integrated part of my life. I've never, you know, actually tried. I've heard a lot of people, a lot of influencers, and a lot of people have said that their lives changed drastically the second they left social media have you like you know seen anyone say that or do you know anyone yeah I know that there are a lot of different celebrities and influencers who specifically are not on social media um Jennifer Lawrence for example Mm -hmm. and um there are a lot and I think that they do it just to set those healthy boundaries with their own personal lives because as a celebrity, they're in the media a lot. So I think that social media adds like to that stress they may have. And yeah, but I definitely heard of that before. Yeah. So I personally am not at a point, you know, where I'm ready to like, just like take a pause from it or like, you know, delete it. That seems very difficult for me, to be honest. So I don't, I don't know if that's a good thing, if that's a bad thing. Maybe I'm, you know, okay, because I'm okay with my relationship with social media at this point that I don't feel the need to delete it. Or maybe it's because I'm scared to delete it because, you know, I still am dependent on it. I'm still working on getting there. But that's just an observation I have, you know, the fact that I'm not ready to give it up. So I'm not sure what that means. Maybe I'll understand someday, but that is something that I'm working on and exploring lately. Right, and I, I'm just so proud of you for, you know, being mindful with where you are mm-hmm. at with social media. I definitely feel the same way. I think that for me, social media is such a big part of my life, and it's somewhere where I advocate for a lot of things that there is not going to be you know a way in the near future where I'm gonna let go of it um but that's okay and you know every day we're working on our boundaries with social media and where we are at with this you know part of our everyday lives I Mm -hmm. am so thankful for what you have said about those little tips of setting a timer and you know Um, being mindful with how much time you spend on social media and where you take your phone with you. I think that is an amazing thing to really keep in mind, especially for me as well. Um, To all my listeners, those are definitely some great tips. And if you need help, you know, setting a boundary with social media, I definitely recommend um, all of Sneha's um, amazing advice. And um, I would also like to add that Sometimes, too, um, with, like, the timer and stuff, I haven't been really good about, like, you know, putting those timers, but I definitely will. So thank you so much for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, some other tip that I have for you and also all of my listeners as well is what I do is I turn off my notifications for all of my apps, except for my email and mm-hmm. except for my messages, because those are like the things that, you know, I might have like important productive things, but mm-hmm. for social media, I don't turn off like the Instagram notifications inside the app. I turn it off on my phone settings. So like all of it is blocked off. Because mm-hmm. whatever thing that happens, I feel, on social media, it can wait. Yeah. And, right? And, like, like all of those, like, chatting apps that, you know, you could check anytime, it can wait. And that is another way that I think, you know, we're able to set those healthy mm-hmm. boundaries with social media is knowing that. It's not like a, it has to happen at this second. If it doesn't happen at this second, you know, maybe like the algorithm wouldn't be good or, you know, maybe like X, Y, Z. No, it doesn't. It, it will always yeah. be there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And just to like add on, um, maybe this is a little, little different from what you were talking about. But in terms of how things are different from everyone, for everyone, I have a friend who deletes Instagram because she finds it distracting, but she's going to download it like twice every month and then like if she's like out somewhere she'll download it and you know do some things with it and then she'll get rid of it again because she finds it distracting so that's a very interesting take on it um another thing is that while it does seem overwhelming to get rid of social media I got rid of snapchat and it was actually not a personal choice my mom was like get rid of it and at that point I was very unhappy I was like no I don't want to get rid of it I was like very sad and I'd only been using it for like a month or two but when I after I got rid of it it was no big deal like I didn't even think about it you know I thought about it maybe for a week but after that like now I don't feel an absence of snapchat in my life you know it's just like so maybe that's something that works for someone that maybe the idea seems overwhelming, but when you actually put it into perspective or when you actually try it out, then maybe it's not that big of a deal after all. Right. I definitely agree with what you said about how it's different for everyone. And that is a big thing that we highlight in the Care Cafe podcast is that whatever works for you, you are trying to explore that on this journey that you're taking to improve upon yourself and it's going to take some time to really find that out. And the solutions we may see to setting those healthy boundaries with social media can be different. But whatever works for you, continue to do that because that is going to allow you to really thrive as a person. Um, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for all that you said today. To wrap up this podcast episode, I wanted to ask one final question. I know that you talked about social media being like, um, now that you've gotten like, you had healthier boundaries with social media, um, but it's still at times like a roller coaster. And I was wondering in the times when maybe we may unexpectedly spiral down into a bad relationship with social media, what is the advice that you have for getting out of those rabbit holes and back onto our feet? That's a really good question. Um, so 
I think social media is just so much, well, it is a part of our devices, right? So when we are at a point that we're, you know, say in those rabbit holes, we're looking at our social media way too often, we're spending too much time on it, or we maybe care too much about it, taking like digital detox can really be super helpful. And that might be hard. Okay, let me actually let me add something before that. The first thing is to talk to yourself, not like a crazy person, but have a conversation with yourself. So am I like, so if you're not okay with how you're using it, you need to correct yourself, right? You need to tell yourself that this is wrong and I need to fix it. You have to be, um, you have to have a strong stance on it. But at the same time, don't be very harsh on yourself, right? Don't let that guilt consume you. Don't let that affect other areas of your life. So have a conversation with yourself. And maybe that conversation is you standing in front of a mirror or you thinking while you're on a walk or you recording a voice memo are you writing it in your journal, whatever it is, but have that conversation and, you know, determine that, okay, I need to fix this, but it's okay. I'm, it's okay. I'm here, but I need to fix it. So kind of reaching a point of conclusion like that. And then, like I said before, the, the digital detox. So take it in bits and bits of steps, right? Like put your phone in the closet for a little bit and see how much time can I spend away from it. It's a lot of like introspection and a lot of like, say, you know, exploring things and exploring where you are and how do you get to where you be, where you wanna be, but like, you know, putting your phone away for a bit. Uh, and then maybe telling your friends that I want to stay away from social media. Telling other people can be a very powerful tool because other people, first of all, you know, people who are close to you, they know you, they can give you better personalized advice. Now it's up to you if you want to use that advice. Or, you know, if you tell your friends, they might push you, they might be like, hey, I thought you were, you know, going to get rid of social media, or you were going to limit your use, why are you still on it? They might become your friendly reminders. They might become someone who encourages you and might motivate you to do better. So, you, you know, so these are just a few of the things. And then in the end, the most important will be how you talk to yourself, how you think about it, whatever you take from that experience, how you look at it. Maybe you look at it just as a phase, you know, and the way you perceive it in the larger picture, it's just a phase. I'll get over it and I'll learn something from it. So, you know, how you direct your mindset will always be the largest thing. And then apart from that, you know, the, the digital detox, talking to your friends and family or, you know, anyone around you and stuff like that, I think can really help, at least for me. Wow. Thank you so much for that. I think we can all take away everything from what you just said with the digital detox. And I think that, you know, there are some days where 
it may be hard to do so, but it is so empowering and we feel so rejuvenated afterwards when we really think about ourselves, when we're introspective of ourselves and where we're at and have goals of what we want to, you know, what relationship we want to have with social media. And that vision is going to be implemented through the actions that we take to get there. So thank you so, so much for that. And I had the greatest time with you today, Seha. Thank you so much for being a wonderful guest on the Care Cafe podcast. Um, thank you so much for having me on the Care Cafe podcast. It's, it's an honor to be on your podcast. Yes, of course. And um, I'm so excited for all of my beautiful people here today who have listened to Sneha's amazing advice. Um, if you want to check out more about different things about um, the Everyday Today podcast, definitely do so on um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, and also their Instagram is at everydaytoday underscore podcast. So if you want to check that out as well. Um, and yes, thank you so much for your time, Sneha. I hope you have a wonderful day. And I hope that all of my beautiful people on the podcast who are listening have the best day ever as well. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much and have a great day.